Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. I've been muted all over the place, and I, boy, third's a charm. Tonight is Talk Cosmos for the Cancer edition of Planet Buzz, and it's June 27th. Last week was an eclipse with the solstice initiating a world point, zero degrees Cancer. There are four of the cardinal points. It's action, and it's the directions of which astrology is really uh, constituted of with the and in fact, the sun is the highest point here in the northern hemisphere when, it, when the sun is above the uh, Tropic of Cancer. So we are talking about how to understand cancer better by looking at its polarization of Capricorn. Capricorn has been totally evident in this world of our astrology starting back in January there was a stellium and it hasn't really stopped. So, and I apologize. I hope you loved all the music. It was, as I say, I was a little muted, but then nothing happens without purpose. We're just going to kick right into now is the time for Planet Buzz. Focusing on planetary ecliptic orbital cycles and planetary pairs called synodic cycles connecting the planets at the same degree that begin our relationship, these are the members of Planet Buzz. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. And I'm Dr. Laura Tad. I have a PhD in human science and work as a spiritually oriented psychological astrologer with people around the world. I teach and lecture on astrology both in person and remotely. 
I have a blog. I have written for The Mountain Astrologer, Celestial Vibes, and Tarot.com. Additionally, I am the educational coordinator for Live Life Resources, an educational nonprofit specializing in resiliency training, education, and research. And as the ancient hermetic code reveals, as below, as above, as above, as below. Yes, and here we are. And in fact, I'll just kick off with what one idea of this illustrious Cancer Capricorn uh, polarity and my thought and then my guest, Dr. Tad, will share hers. But it's really the roles. How are our roles being redefined? It's we're looking at the past. We're looking at the present. There is the connections continue to roll on. So Dr. Tad, hello. And what would you yes, what would you say is your highlight of thought that might well, I think both of these signs, the Capricorn cancer polarity, deal with the past to some degree. It's interesting in there because neither one are really about the future. Um, cancer as an archetype has a lot to do with ancestry, right? It's family and often family of origin, much more than the families we create as adults in our lives. And so there's a, you know, it's the lowest part of the chart in a, you know, if you from a traditional, right? If you have Aries ruling the chart, Aries rising, going through, it's the nadir is cancer. It's the most hidden, most past part of ourselves. Um, but then Capricorn governs time. So there's also this piece about what has come before. So they're both sort of looking to the past to understand the present and going forward, but in different ways. Oh, th- wow. yes. Yes. And when I think I did, I did I stop you? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Go Very ahead. good. Yeah. We're always at a distance here. East to West Coast, I might say. Dr. Tad yeah. is on Atlanta, not in Atlanta, but outside of Georgia. And I'm here in Seattle. Time is fascinating because I'm glad you brought that up because cancer, it's a process. It's one's own emotional sense of unflowering like the the seed that blooms whereas uh, capricorn we think of saturn with the sickle or the sith that cuts the wheat or you know the grain and says it's time it's time to harvest it's time not well harvesting is more virgo but if you follow you know just the time is now so it yeah you know, absolutely and and even yeah, I mean, part of, I think, their polarity, right, is that Saturn is much more direct. Saturn is, if anything, like Saturn is about being direct, right? There's like one clear direction forward or back. It's like, it's very straight, right? It's, very yes. Because forward. it's physical, yes. And whereas Cancer, right, ruled with the iconography, the imagery of Cancer being the crab, that crabs walk sideways, they don't walk forward no, or and backward. The- they walk sideways. And so as an archetype, it is about indirectness. It's about coming at things in an angle because perhaps the direct approach is confrontational and it's less confronting to come at things sideways, right? And then it, sometimes that works and sometimes 
you know, people get frustrated with folks who have a lot in a, in the sign of cancer because they can be really indirect. And folks that have a lot of Capricorn or Saturn's really dominant in their chart can be driven nuts by the indirectness that is so mm. natural for cancer. And I think too that the elements make such a reason why that that feature is prominent because cancer is water and it's emotional. It needs a container. Whereas Saturn is structure. You know, it's like the bones of our body and the skin of our, containing our skin, but it's, it, it builds, you know, it builds the, the found. Well, interesting. Yeah, it governs say, the structural system. Yes. I mean, and I was going to physiologically. Say, right. And I was going to say, uh, foundation but then i realized both are foundation because it's a foundation of the building for capricorn and then our roots our ancestry which you brought up you know for yeah. cancer and so yeah it's i mean because they're both cardinal signs right so like all the cardinal signs there is this initiatory energy that they govern in different ways um because all cardinal signs are initiative that all cardinal signs launch seasons regardless of which hemisphere you're in it's still launching a season um right so here in the northern yes. hemisphere cancer launches summer it's winter in the southern hemisphere but it's still launching a season um and capricorn being the reverse right here in the northern hemisphere it's the first day of winter in the southern hemisphere it's the first day of summer and even in that, you can sort of see, okay, that relationship in that polarity of summer versus winter and how there's an interrelation with that because depending on where in the world you are, it's a different season, but it's the same sign. The signs don't change on the other side of the planet. No, and, and that's a whole nother subject. I look forward yeah. to somehow bridging <laughs> how to understand these signs so that both work. I'm thinking of roles too, because it the, the, the Capricorn or the Cancer Capricorn signify our roles, you know, the mothering, nurturing of cancer, the home, the emotional uh, uh, aspect, and then mm -hmm. the the we think of father time, you know, but also it's more of the um, because of structure has some right the authority the disciplinarian which mm -hmm. culturally we associate more with with somebody in the role of a father right i mean it's yeah. not necessarily there's definitely authoritative mothers in the world and nurturing oh mothers. yes yes um <laughs> but culturally the narrative has been that the mother is the nurturing parent and the disciplinarian is the father you oh. are the primary caregiver. Yeah. Yes, it's yes. good. You're so correct to expand our uh, definitions to be mm -hmm. embraceive because everybody has all these signatures inside. But and what I'm getting at, too, is that since cancer also includes in the chart, the public, mm -hmm. and that's that inclusive arena of all of us that it's really how our needs, um, in a sense, by understanding this polarity of Capricorn, we can begin to understand the needs that we have collectively. What um, um, With the Capricorn, well, because it's public versus private self, right? Yes, that, yeah. yes. And, and, be, and particularly the, how to 
collectively our needs on a public scale because mm-hmm. right now we need um, the the balance or the square of the uh, Aries Libra the sure. access which is for non astrologers we could say that the the uh, north south pole is our Capricorn or our Cancer Capricorn uh, points and then the horizon is our eastern western point so it's the meridian and the right and that's the aries the aries Mm -hmm. libra polarity that is the other yeah of self and others and equality Mm -hmm. yeah so that's and it's all intertwined i think i think that's part of you know aries being self versus other and there's a bit of that in the Cancer Capricorn of, of private versus public, right? And um, internal and, and versus external presentation of self. Yeah. And, you know, really, Dr. Tad, it is most amazing as I consider how the connection is so important. Like, for instance, I was just hearing another astrologer speak where in lieu of some well, anyway, we won't go into all the details. But the fact is, is that one aspect connects to the next. And like, you know, in this talk that we, well, they connect for the purpose that it's a sequel and it's really a long process. And also I'm thinking how it really defines the interconnection, just as I had said, yeah, with the role that, because how do we, Discipline, that is so much of the issues these days on a public scale of policing and other law, like where's the role of the law or not the law so much, but the authority figures, because law would be more Sag, authority is more Capricorn. Yeah, I think that that's part of that then polarity that's being asked to come in of saying, oh, well, we defund the police and you send in social workers instead, which is much more cancerian approach to a given situation, right? What's the caring that's needed, which is what cancer governs, um, is how do we care for people in, that are in a crisis rather than how do we discipline people that are in crisis? Yes. Um, and that's part of this, this polarity between the two. And it is that everything's interrelated. I mean, it's part of the challenge in talking about astrology or a a friend who went to Pacifica Graduate Institute and they talked with mythology. Part of the challenge with mythology or with astrology is you can't tell one myth without really having to tell all of them. Because (laughs) you don't understand any myths about Capricorn unless you understand the war between the titans and the gods and then those don't make any sense unless you have every other story and that's true with astrology you can't really understand cancer unless you understand taurus that it or unless you understand gemini that it's in response to because each sign's in response to the mm-hmm. previous yes right? the fact so, that that with our emotions as one has explained that we now bring store words you know the definitions of of, of Gemini that one of the aspects is it defines the area or environment that therefore we can tell our personal story and that's really 
when we think of it, so important now is to retell our story. I was just thinking about that delay with my, uh, uh, here I was muted and I was trying so many different ways and, and starting two or three times. And I thought, finally, oh, I guess there is a bit of retrograde happening. And I, you know, I hate to, to blame. It's not a matter of blaming, but I guess it's in response. The old idea of, of recheck, refigure, and all this. But it is well, life. Well, so much that's shifting right now, right? I mean, Venus just went direct, but she's stationed, right? She's barely moving. Yes. And Mercury is retrograde. And in over cancer. the course, in cancer in cancer so that's part of what's going on um very close to the getting close to the sun at this point um and um mars over the course of the show tonight will ingress into Aries. oh yes it will right in another 20 minutes (laughs) yes indeed into Aries for six months we're just on on that cusp. In fact, it's right on my descendant. It's just amazing. You know, so that can make things tricky too, because whenever, you know, as we astrologists talk about that anoretic degree, that that 29 degrees right before something shifts can have a lot of intensity and instability yeah. to it. And so that <laughs> contributes to, you know, having trouble logging in as well. Something were yes. You know, going back to the defunding and the social workers, I was thinking, because I have listened to um, a few talks on panels uh, on social, uh, when I'm not saying social, but groups of people and civil groups, civil mm. groups of people. And the idea, because we catch a word and then, of course, we it's common to just think of that word as the actual literate self but it seems that what's expanding the idea is that in this particular panel anyway it was that they didn't actually want to defund by and i wasn't saying that you were saying it but just to expand on that thought not to totally delete the funding but just to shift the the emphasis or the priority of monies to include this other nature of of the social worker, which responds to your needs emotionally and to your more than just disciplinary and all that. Right. You know, and that's what people are meaning when they say defund the police is they're saying that put, allocate that money. You know, if somebody's having a psychotic break, a police officer who isn't trained in how to deal with somebody yes. with psychoses isn't oh the goodness. right person. So you bring in a social worker who knows how to talk somebody down, who knows how to engage with somebody who's having a psychotic break. um, Absolutely. Will lead to much more healthier, better outcomes for everybody. I think Um, you're. So that's, that's that part of that polarity of like changing. And maybe that too is part of all of this Capricorn stellium that we still have. And we're very much in, um, you know, as we move towards this Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in a couple days um, in Capricorn. Yeah, the second one. Is part of that is, you know, transforming who's in authority. And with Jupiter, Jupiter expands whatever it touches, right? So really big change, really big transformation. Enormous Um, and it's that same degree that was back in January 12th. No, that's when, the last one. 
the, it's not the last one one the last oh okay but it's in orb okay it's in yeah. orb yeah. though it's only a few degrees so from yeah. as far as energetically that's you mm -hmm. know do operate so thank you but mm -hmm. it's still triggering that six month period ago when before yeah. we had all this uh talk the toxin virus at hand and then the other um social right the january 12th yes because saturn was conjunct pluto so the outer planets well social planets are saturn and jupiter as we know but the outers are Uranus, neptune and and um, pluto but pluto has really been interacting with with um both saturn and and jupiter jupiter yes and as you said jupiter has and Pluto have three conjunctions, which is unusual, and they're absolutely uh, getting rid of systems that aren't working in that Capricorn. Yeah, it is. It's. I was actually gave a lecture last night, and I was looking at it historically, and went back for the last several ones, and they are, you know, they're not conjunct in Capricorn regularly. They haven't been conjunct in Capricorn since 1771. Mm. Um, because as we know, Pluto takes 245 and change years to go around the Zodiac. So it's been since the 18th century that they were conjunct, but they in Capricorn, but they're conjunct in other signs about every 13 years because Jupiter has a 12 year cycle. Um, but when I was looking at it, at least going back into the 60s, I didn't see any retrogrades in the last several that happened. So it's been a while even though it's a 13 year cycle that we get it, the triplicate of it, um, get it, that it hits multiple times. And of um, course that was so, just before our uh, independence. You know? so, yeah, absolutely. It was what was leading into the revolutionary war um, was the last time it was in Capricorn. Um, and so there is it was sort of like percolating that you could say, right? That this sort of, you know, it wasn't sort of a snap decision to <laughs> draft the Declaration of Independence. It was a no. long time coming. And um, so there is, you know, I think that there's an element of revisiting that collectively of, well, what do we want this country to be? How? functioning is the government the way that it's or that it's designed and are there shifts that need to be made and it's not you know how democratic is it can it be more so there's um, a commission exactly for that reshaping democracy that took two years to conclude and i happened to listen to an npr i think i mentioned on another radio station but just that uh and they're and very lucid suggestions for us to consider i think with the timeline of our 250th celebration which would have been 2034 i think would is that right 250 of 1776 no it'd be uh um 36 2036 36. yeah so it's a ways off but time to consider because if oh my Oh, my goodness. Really, like the roles. What are the roles of state and government? Well, I'm just, just doing the math in my head. I'm like, huh, that's 12 years from now. Jupiter might be back in Capricorn. 
been amazing. Um, well, back, yes, on the January 12th, prior to this, all this sequence of events yeah. that we're at now, in the bed of this stellium, which was like five or six planets, including Ceres, the asteroid of um, uh, all in Capricorn. Yeah. I think one thing we've gained is this, and of course, in the nodes were in Cancer, which mm. in which now they've shifted, meaning that for those uh, non-astrologers, it was of the same polarity that we're talking about now with the sun in the sign of cancer with all these planets uh, in and it's not just because the sun's in cancer but the fact is mercury's in cancer and the the big eclipse was a zero degrees cancer as we were saying but the point is is that we didn't embrace as much then about the and I, maybe i'm wrong here but i don't think so in other words we're seeing how emotions and caring and everything that we were been talking about with cancer is so important to mm -hmm. embrace. Like what, what with, as you were saying, the social workers, because of the fact that we've been home all the time and that we're so the world is experiencing the same situations, whether it's COVID-19 or whether it's, it's democracy for all. I mean, black yeah. lives, all lives. And, um, police the whole nine yards yeah i mean i think that that's part of all of this um that we're grappling with and at a global level um it's not just you know it can be easy to fall into sort of united state centric perspective mm -hmm. um because that's most of our sort of daily lives but it is happening at a global level and protests are happening globally and COVID clearly has impacted things at a global level. Um, and so for all of us, what does caring look like? What does authority look like? How, where, how do we balance that, right? What is that edge between listening to authorities of go to the farmer's market and wear a mask versus um, because it's caring. And I think that's part of what can get lost sometimes in looking at polarities is that, you know, sometimes it can be seen as combative because they're opposites, mm -hmm. but it's actually, you know, how do they, they need to learn from each other, right? When I've got clients who have sons that are exactly opposed, I've got clients, one, she's a Taurus, he's a Scorpio. Well, it could be super combative, right? They're opposing yeah. signs. They're both really intense signs. Um, but they're each what the other needs to learn. And so it's part of this balance right now. It's like, so actually being responsible is caring for people. Yes. Right? If you're responsible and you wear a mask and you wash your hands and you're conscious about not spreading germs, that's the most caring thing you can do. And Capricorn, just to right. express, it is responsible. It wants right. To so be... Capricorn's the responsible. Cancer's the caring. It's the responsible thing to do is to be caring for people. And this is quite the discussion. We will return. This is Planet Buzz, Talk Cosmos, the Cancer Edition, with Dr. Laura Tad, my wonderful guest. We'll be right back.
While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of cancer. By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, the energy of cancer involves emotions, which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles in order to complete an evolution. Hello, this is Annie Hart, spiritual teacher, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Walking your talk? Take us with you. The KKNW app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet. Hi again. This is June 27th, repeating on July 2nd. And that's at 6 o'clock in the morning. For those people that want to go live online, 1150 KKNW, Otherwise, the replays, podcast one, or just go to Talk Cosmos, where you'll also find all the information about Dr. Tad and other guests, and you can get subscriptions. And we're talking about in the cancer archetype here that we're going through on July or June 27th about the polarization or the pol- polarity, not polarization, the polarity point of because there's really... Every sign has its opposite, and as Dr. Ted just defined, we need each other. One has a shadow, one has its strength, but the other borrows some really great ideas. Well, yeah, I'm just... they're, they're each what the other needs to learn, right? So cancer as an archetype really sucks at boundaries, right? It's yeah. a water sign. <laughs> it is. It needs water a bo- doesn't like bound like water doesn't create boundaries on its own as an element, right? It needs Earth to create boundaries from a, at an elemental level. Beautiful. It's yes. Earth that gives boundaries to water. And Earth can't exist, can't thrive, right? The plants will die without water. Yes. So they have this symbiotic relationship, even though they are opposites in terms of solid and liquid, right? But they are interdependent on each other to exist. Um, And so that's part of what's, you know, understanding that interrelationship to be able to engage with the higher expression of each archetype. Because otherwise cancer is just all emotion and all feeling and is overwhelming to engage with at a personal level or anybody you engage with. <laughs> yeah. And Capricorn contains that and says, oh, right, maybe it's not time to like emotionally vomit on everybody yeah. around you. <laughs> or at least tell a good story about it and change yeah. your story, actually. And that could be a huge part of our whole experience here is to get another perspective because it's not just one person's story and that's a whole gemini idea anyway diversity hold lots of views so that you know there's this toggle between the nodes at this moment i mean the nodes for that sense for those non-astrologers that we are embodying again the opposite in order to fulfill our our way so the sag with yeah 
that that Capricorn Cancer polarity that need to, and then with the nodes, yeah. I mean, I think part of the nodal piece, I mean, where that can get pulled into some of this because they're still so barely into, they've just moved into new signs where they've spent the last eighteen months in Cancer and Capricorn. Um, and we were yeah. at home literally and in a way we're still at home we're doing this did you have i know we both pulled up charts yeah and i'm go if you have one right off hand that you would because i'm looking at several of course we've got the um was there one that you wanted in particular well to- i was i mean it we what i was looking at quickly beforehand because mars will ingress into aries here in 10 minutes <laughs> um, the you know so mars as a planet goes all the way through the zodiac just short of every two years right but um it hasn't been retrograde in aries since 88 hmm. um, a long time yeah so it and even then it was most it well yeah it was it actually retrograded back into pisces so the last time it was retrograde in similar degrees that we will be experiencing and we'll talk about this later in the year because she doesn't he doesn't actually go retrograde till september i think um yes i think you're right so similar degrees because he gets all the way like 28 degrees aries before mars goes turns retrograde but that wasn't the last time mars was retrograde in the similar degrees that it is now or will be this year was 41 1941 so it's been a while since we have at a global level experienced this really long (laughs) you know six months of mars being in aries and part of what i think it connects to with what we've talked about is because it kicks in this this other cardinal point that we're just experiencing you know with all the capricorn cancer aries piece that it's it's part of that cardinal relationship yes particularly for separation of individuality and reinventing the new you know it's you know we know that it is on the natural zodiac, the very first sign. So just to explore yeah. that, I mean, it's really but so that, that was the potent. charts I was pulling up before is just to see, okay, well, one with the last times, because that, even though it's obviously always different because everything else is elsewhere in the chart, right. um, it can be a sort of peeling of the onion of, okay, so what were we dealing with around individuality and directiveness, right? It's Mars and Aries way different energetically than Cancer, right? Cancer is this, so I'm saying like indirect energy where Mars and Aries is super direct. Yeah, and timing. Yeah, and a lot of times the timing is quite conflicting because the Cancerian needs to process. It needs to internalize. What does it emotionally connect with and mean? Whereas Aries, goes instinctively forward just as it sees. So within any individual with those two strong energies, that can be a timeout, you know, needing like you go so fast and all of a sudden what's, how is this all connecting? Yeah, it can be, you know, leaping before you look. Absolutely. And, you know, Mars is pretty happy in Aries, but it can also be like Mars to the 10th power because it's happy in Aries so that shoot fire aim is 
Rick Levine described yeah, yeah. Aries as is even more intense because Mars is that on its own and then it's an Aries and Aries is that on its own. Um, and so the challenge in this time, I think, as we're dealing with this polarity of Cancer Capricorn of personal versus professional or private versus public self and authority and nurturing is not rushing to conclusions about how that's going to be accomplished. Mm -hmm. I think that can be the danger with this, that lineup is saying, oh, I have the solution. And yet it's not, it's a single-minded in solution versus bringing in the Libra polarity of, oh, we need to partner. We'll have to do this as a group or we'll have to bring in other people into the conversation. Um, that I think that's going to be the tricky balance right now is who's brought into the conversation. Oh, I love that. Particularly as we know, another major energy is Saturn that has, I think right now it is still in Aquarius, but very soon it'll be going back for On months. the first. Yes. Okay. J July 1st. So, so by the Capricorn. time this re-airs, it'll be mm -hmm. in Capricorn. Yes. And then it, it we're headed towards December 21st when uh, the 20 year cycle of Jupiter and Saturn make their uh, strong connect uh, reset button for our social and a huge one at that because it's in air. Uh, we have this other cycle of 200 and also 800, 900 years of of one element and it'll be air. So uh, when you say partnering, it has magnitude because Aquarius is like-minded groups, you know, it's networking, it's social. Yeah, so I think that's sort of in these next six months, how are we setting ourselves up for 2021, right? What yeah. stepping stones are we laying in place, which is very Capricornian in that deliberate sort of timing, governing time, being earth, what, what is the foundation we are creating between now and January when Mars will finally get into Taurus um, that will allow us to really make the most out of that Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius. Um, and hopefully with this Mars and Aries be really action oriented and not, you know, it, it, when I spoke about it last night, you know, Mars retrograde is action, reaction, but also react, like acting again, right? It's reaction. It can be really reactive, um, but it's also reacting, acting again. Oh yes. Um, yes. And um, so how are we, what do we need to in the, between now and September when Mars goes retrograde, <laughs> um, what, how are we going to set ourselves up for success? And that part of that is this Cancer Capricorn polarity, I think. The beauty really could, 
and I've this comes up in my mind now we've heard about it but the fact is it, it is time that any and everybody can realize that what moves their heart and soul has validity and to an act because this parallels or this supports the idea that you had just mentioned without rushing into conclusion and for the very fact that if we have many participatory participatory individuals that are surfacing into uh, uh, something that has they have a cause for because Aries can really fight for their cause or just believe and 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 direct their life into a cause whether it's defending it or not and and collectively this can be like a um I'm thinking of a Petri dish, you know, with all the bacteria, but a positive, the good bacteria like we need in our system, even our elimination system in order to digest stuff, which is very cancerian, you know, digestive. Sure. Yeah. It rules the digestive system. Um, Yeah. I think that that's all part of, part of this. Um, And Mars is that in some ways and, and Pallas, Theme, the asteroid who is also in Capricorn, right where Pluto and Jupiter are, um, where she's the strategist, right? In the mythologies, the myths, it's Athena who's the strategist of war. She tells Mars or Ares in the Greek myth where to go. And he goes on his quest, on his cause. But she's the one who tells him where, and then he goes off and does it. And so I do think that there's this piece that's what is our cause? What is our um, reasoning for our action. And because she gets pulled into this stellium with all this Capricorn, I mean, she's a degree away and she's retrograde too. So it's all right there. Um, that, you know, the, it's a part of the cause being about authority and take and gaining authority rather than giving it away it taking your own authority owning your own authority realizing that oneself exists as enough because they themselves are is a per is a person not external in other words it's not because you exist because of an external relationship it's because of an internal self reality our spirit you know we are a spirit with a body and I think it's too about accountability. Oh yes, right. I think that's that that's part Capricorn. of that. Is yeah, you know, being personally accountable, and I think that's part of people taking stock and observing their behaviors and saying, "Where have I been out of line? Where do I need to be personally accountable and take responsibility for my yes. behavior or oh, lack boy. thereof." See, this is a real integration exactly between the two polarities because personal is the Cancerian and then all these words of accountability, authority. Um, Oh, and another one is ethics. You know, Capricorn, that was what I wanted to bring up was ethics. And of course, we're in this retrograde with so many planets and and we're looking at that, the needs of the collective Right. What is ethically the right source? And of course, if people ideally, well, it's not just ideally, it's like the only way out is really to take personal authority. But of course, we can have a lot of deviations. Yeah, personal accountability and that 
and the, because cancer is so emotional, how emotionally challenging that can be, right? If it was easy to be accountable, we would do it. <laughs> yes, that's and right. We resist it because culturally it gets so intertwined with shame. Right. Of, oh, well, I wasn't accountable before. And then we feel oh, like judgment has a lot to do with judgment, which is also quite can be Capricornian. Although I have heard from a, a uh, anyway, that once Saturn or Capricorn gets makes judgment of that kind of judgment, moral judgment, it's when it stops. There's no action. And because it's a cardinal sign, it just uses that judgment to kind of readjust and go how to make the next action you know so mm -hmm. that would be so important looking at this one chart that interested me and i've spoken of and you may not have it i'm not sure but it is from january 12th 2020 when saturn conjunct pluto at the exact same degree for the next 38 years which is quite a big um cycle but then along with it the sun and series the asteroid series and Mercury were also all in Capricorn, along with Jupiter on the south node. So the point is that I was going to make was looking at Mars, since we're talking about Mars, you know, Mars is, is it right now? Are we, da -da, yeah, yeah, yeah. Celebrate, happy birthday to <laughs> Mars. At any rate, so it, in the next short term, it will go progressing at one degree, you know, for a while until September, and then it goes retrograde, as we know, and then finally exits in January 7th or something like that. But looking at this chart, Chiron was one degree Aries. And mm -hmm. because of wide orb, not looking at exact degree, but because we also in astrology look at um, as they're entering close and as they're exiting the exact degrees, there's this interconnection, vibrational, if that's a word, vibrational, I meant to say, vibrating, I was thinking of. So I sort of invented a word there, but anyway, they, they interconnect. Mm -hmm. And so, and Chiron in Aries is going to, it's going to remain for eight years. It's what the e ecliptical, elliptical rather, orbit. So it's mm -hmm. a long time yeah. in Aries. And so this will be, quite a trigger point because I think back then we didn't realize to the extent of how people's autonomy of and Chiron is that maverick of great healing and ability but not able to necessarily heal their its own wound and in, in Aries it's really where what's my identity so Mars in Aries now mm -hmm. kicking this off, triggering that point. Sure. That those uh, significant, along with a whole heap of other Cancerian, because right now we've got Vesta, Mercury, the Sun, Hy Hygieia for health, um, all in Cancer linked in there. Right. That's opposing that other energy. So it's, um, I hope I, along with however many can begin to reclaim their, you know, serious, like reclaiming, nurturing themselves uh, into an identity, a new exploratory, you know, uh, invention. Yeah, I, I think it's this time of 
you know, so because we have Mercury's in Cancer and it's actually conjunct my son at the moment. <laughs> oh, and happy birthday. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, not quite. It's um, the second, but yeah, at the moment, Mercury's 11 degrees and an 11 degree Cancer sun. Um, so this idea of, you know, giving voice to emotion, right? And again, like going back, it's like, so talking about how we feel oh, yes. is part of owning our own authority. Because when we don't give voice, it's just how you process, right? There's so much power in giving voice to things. And power is often what we associate, we give to Capricorn. But I think, that, again, that's part of this polarity is like the power of giving voice to how you feel. That in the community I live in, there's been a lot of conversations of some people in the arts community in Atlanta has been a big process of like how people of color have been treated that are artists in the city of Atlanta and they're speaking about it for the first time. And there's so much, as much as like, as hard as the stories are to hear, it's so empowering for those people to share what happened and give voice to how they have felt that stayed quiet or has stayed insular. And it's very empowering and creating change because now people know right? You can't change stuff. You don't know what you don't know. And so there's a lot of ability to facilitate change once it's given voice and particularly around emotion, because we, as a culture in the West, undervalue emotion, right? Other parts, other cultures value it more, but typically in the West, we don't it's poo-pooed, right? People don't go to therapy because you're it's seen as weak to talk about how you feel yeah. versus yeah. like, actually, it's really, really strong. It takes is. a lot of strength to, to process stuff. It and does. So and- I, would, I think, again, that's part of that cancer Capricorn polarity is Perfect. the strength in being emotional. Yes, feeling is really the, the magnet for how we attract and manifest and getting to the root of that is has absolute um it's not just valid it's a necessity um and i mean whenever we people we think we're in the the land of plenty of of the promise for all but how one feels is paramount so this is really perfect. And I, when I think of, I'm so glad to hear that about art because art, the artist, the creative uh, creativity is, uh, oh boy, it, it's the bedrock or the, um, the expression of, of, of so many uh, times of crisis and oh it's so important it is it is (laughs) um yeah (laughs) absolutely and and i do think you know you can't i know we're getting close to time but Mm -hmm. i think part of what's important to note with this cancer capricorn polarity at least in this country is we can't forget that the u.s is a cancer yes and so all of this work that we are doing individually around emotion and personal authority and accountability and personal accountability is also 
being called to the mat at a national level, at a, you know, that the country is being called out on where they have been, you know, we are being called to the mat as a nation to take personal accountability. Yes. Um, and that's part of that. I just like, it's too involved in the U.S. chart to have that not be part of what's going on. And you know, in fact, I was just looking, okay, that stellium I was talking about, January 12th, the North Node was eight degrees cancer. And this Jupiter-Pluto, which is three times, which you made reference to, and I, we're all we're conscious of, which is June 29th, and that happens to be at 1046 p.m. Uh, Pacific time for those people that want to jot that down. But it is exactly conjunct the sun on that day. So that, again, ties in. Or opposed. Opposed the sun? No, the sun. Well, I'm speaking of that on June 29th, the sun Uh will be at 8 degrees Cancer, 54. And the north node back on January 12th was 8 degrees Cancer. Okay. Exactly. But then also, if we look at the USA chart, of course, we are a cancer country, but we also have Jupiter and Venus at five and three degrees, which is an orb. In other words, eight degrees is right smack dab in a sense between our sun of 13 degrees and Jupiter of five degrees. So it's time when you speak of yeah. that, we are a cancer country, but we are being asked very potently to address, as we say, how do we reshape democracy? How do we relive our life? And I can see we have two minutes. I will just say briefly, next week will be July um, 4th. And we'll be talking about the lunar eclipse. We're in that season. And I have one of two people, either it'd be Tara All or Jeff Gronland. I'm just juggling. I had a personal death in the family the eclipse my mother died last sunday or saturday on the eclipse so it's been life is really showing me its full colors and so i'm i don't have that we'll figure out which one but they're both wonderful and i think the really it is stepping stones it is dr tad this has just been you bring up such great information about whether it's uh, authority and accountability if uh, I'm talking about how we feel. So I'll throw it to you and you can finish us up. We have, a, oh, we have two minutes, one minute. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think that's, I think those are the big takeaways, right? Giving voice to how we feel, taking personal accountability and, um, and within that, I think there's also the listening to how other people feel right like it's a two-way street right yes you want to give voice but you also want to give space to let other people speak and Um, to because that mars and aries can rush and not give space for that well it can but also mars and aries when i think about it can try this out and then try that out so it is a discovery process i hope with the listening as you aptly suggest We'll, they'll, people will find out on December all these wonderful participation and what the new world will look like. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, it's, it's goodbye to many things and it's a welcome to new. So thank you so much. And we'll be again next month and we'll see others next week. So blessings. 
Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.